Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. And now, another really exciting episode of the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. All I wanted was a pie, and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? Oh boy, he's not all that shy is right. Blimey, Governor, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Excellent. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? I'm all right. Ah, gosh, so what's going to be going on this episode? Well, uh, we're going to be talking about TV, but, well, uh, it's sort of inspired by something that happened recently. Um, let me try and think how to put it into a, a, a brief sort of explanation. Well, um, Cromartie's friend Milo uh, was getting rid of a load of DVDs and rather than just send them straight to charity, he thought that perhaps we ought to have a look at them first to make sure there's nothing that we would like. And um, But the trouble is, getting a load of DVDs from one side of London to where I live wasn't that easy. So uh, I, talked to, I talked to my people, Cromartie talked to his people, and in the end, uh, our good friend Warren, he, um, he offered to come and pick up the DVDs and bring them over to my place. And whilst he was there, I, I sort of thought, well, you know, we've got these DVDs here. Um, if you see any you like, then um, uh, you should have some as well. And anyway, uh, it, it was a, had a lovely chat, and you'll hear it in just a moment. But um, obviously, uh, Yeti Uncle John was about, so it wasn't plain sailing. But anyway, I'll, I'll stop nattering. Let's run that theme music. And when we come back, um, yeah, you'll, you'll hear all about what occurred. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> you won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Um, I'll go anywhere for potato. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. <laughs> go Shy Yeti. Oh, my, have you ever found out my secret? I think he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Ah, watch out, everybody. I think Paul's got a really big shoe for today. Yeah, I, I have a strange drawn to get Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> but has the Shy Life Podcast no doubt? I don't think so. It's all green and icy and yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Well, Paul, I, I hope it's okay. You know, um, there are quite a few boxes, but uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of these. But I know that you like your physical media. I do, Cromarty. I, I do. Um, I, I'm just, I've just, well, I guess it's nice that Milo's been able to clear a space. Oh, yes, he's cleared a space. But, uh, well, uh, I hope you see something you like. And, uh, well, um, if not, we can take it to charity. Yes, yes. Oh, here comes Warren. Oh, Warren, how are you doing? Uh, 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 <clears throat> Hi, Paul. Hello, Cromarty. 
Oh, Warren, uh, it's, it's so kind of you for, to, uh, uh, to 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 pick up the the tapes, and because we would have struggled, and we would have had lots of carrier bags. It would have been a nightmare. Oh no, they split. You don't want anything splitting on you, do you? No, no, it's it's not not good. Um, you have seepage. Oh, nasty. Um, so, well, Cromarty, it's going to take Warren and I a little while to look through these, but uh, um, you know. But do feel free to put the kettle on and bring us cups of tea as we chat. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, oh, I'll do that. Oh, good, good, good. Right, uh, Warren, where should we start? I don't know. Um, I, I, uh, oh, let's have a fertile. I'm just going to move this DVD out of the way because I've got actually got a new, okay. a new I've got a new DVD that arrived um, uh, of a new TV series, and I don't want mm. that getting in the wrong pile. So. Um, okay, but I, I, if you I, open the flaps, if you lie yes. the flaps back, we can have a look inside. Yes, can't we? Um, yes, yes, um, yes. It's, it's all, it's all. Um, this, mm. this, mm, Ooh, should that be there? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. We might have to put that one aside. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, oh, definitely. I didn't know. It's worth a second view that one. That's what if you wanted. I mean, anyway. Um, yes. So what's? I, I just don't know. I don't know what Milo's taste in TV was, um, but uh, um, I mean, I, I disapprove because you know, <laughs> getting rid of physical media. What what is the man thinking? But uh, absolutely, um, but uh, he's, well, he's down with the youngsters, you see. Yeah, with us going on, they, they like it all being fed to them through a stream, don't they? Yeah, for a straw. Yeah. Well, this DVD that I'm putting. Putting on the side. Have you ever seen Dexter about the the? Um... Oh, is this the serial murderer? Yes. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. It's, it's, no, it's never a... seen it at all. I've heard of it, but never seen it. It is good, but it it finished. Um, can't remember how many seasons there were now. Uh, there were you know seven, eight, something like that, and it, it finished a few years ago. And I I did what I did watch it all, but I, I don't know. I think I think some some fans weren't happy that it ended how it did, which was a sort of well, I don't think. Wasn't he killed by a serial killer in the end? No, he he wasn't killed. He went. He, he well, I think, I think. Uh, now I think about it because it's been a while since I saw it. I think that's what people thought had happened, or like ah. people in the series thought that he was dead, but he. But the viewers saw that he'd actually survived, um, and they've just done a, a limited season, like an extra season called called, mm-hmm. New, called New Blood, and. Um, I, I bought. I just bought it the other day. It's for ten episodes, so I'm interested to see how they take it. Uh, uh, new blood for young blood. Yes. Well, yeah, he does. I don't know. He doesn't look like he's aged ten years, but maybe. Um, well, maybe he isn't as much as ten years. But uh, uh, I think it. Although I think it says on the back that it's set as if it was ten years later. So, yeah, it, it's weird. Like shows don't really necessarily stop these days, do they? Or they stop and then somebody somebody decides, oh well, we'll just bring them back. Um, like with well, they have they have a horrific accident. They go to hospital and then they take the bandages off, and they look completely different. <laughs> that happened in Sons and Daughters. The plastic surgery happened because someone was trying to change the identity, so they wouldn't be. Um, but uh, the actress who took over, although she was a very good actress, um, I think she was supposed to be a significantly shorter. <laughs> that. Uh, so they obviously locked off her ankles as well. But, uh, and they did that, and they keep killing Steed as well. Oh, the Tara King yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one for a while. It's, it's a shame that. But that reminds me of, of um, what's that Avengers episode, which is one of my favourites. I should remember it. Um, 
when Mrs. Peel and Steed swap with the baddies. Oh, who's who? Who's who? Yeah, um, I like. I mean, I really like that one because they get to be different. They get to Patrick yes. gets to play something slightly different than usual, and, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun one. It's probably one of the ones I go back to most. Uh, but uh, I find with the colour dynamic season of, of Avengers, it's it's all good fun. But I wouldn't want to watch it back to back, like watch five episodes in a day, because if you get the wrong oh, no. part of the season, each story is quite formulaic, and you can kind of, kind of hit the same marks, uh, you know, in the, throughout the the episode. I, I think. Well, I think you. Yeah, it's very much like that. You dip into an Avengers episode, and you're going, "Oh, yeah, I know what part I'm in." Even if you weren't to tell me yeah. how long it and put a blindfold on me and mm. do things, so I couldn't know where I was. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you always knew where you were when you arrived inside an Avenger episode. But then there are there are a few that season which don't follow that formula. It's, a, it's just a shame that they they sort of all come towards the end, and there's some quite different ones with like, um, well, when they when when um, when they get shrunk down and um, uh, the, and the, the one where they're doing like a treasure hunt, they they, they, they don't follow the same formula. But it's a shame that they didn't mix them. Um, it's like that season isn't stirred properly. It, it needs something to sort of bring the effervescence out. Give it a good old boil, as the French say. Let it bubble, froth and bubble. Of course, you wouldn't have seen it like that back in the day, though, would you? It would have been a week between. It's just yeah. these days where you sit down and and you kind of think, oh, I'm just going to watch six of them in a row, which is. It, I, yeah, I think sometimes that can like ruin TV so much. You're sitting there. Would you would you sit and drink six bottles of wine? No, not six. Well, why do you? Bi- <laughs> why would you? Why would you bilge? Bilge? Why would you binge? Oh, you're gonna be bilge by the end of yeah. it. But why would you binge six? Yeah. Six episodes of a TV program. I can understand if it's like a continuing saga, like something like Twenty Four, or one of that sort of ilk. So, funnily enough, there's there's a season of Twenty Four down in that box. Uh, have you? Ever, did you ever see Twenty Four? Did you? Is there? I haven't seen Twenty Four for yeah, years. Uh, my, my flatmate, um, who, who well, who only just left when the pandemic cut him. Um, yeah, he he bought a lot of box sets and then would sort of pass them on to me. And I'm pretty sure that it was him who. I might be wrong with Dexter. That that certainly with Lost, and uh, uh, he he definitely watched that before I did, and then passed them on. And um, Twenty Four, I. I think I started watching. I can't remember what season I got to, but uh, I I I'd find sometimes because those were was that, was that back in the day when it was like twenty two episodes a season still twenty four um, twenty four episodes uh, a season yeah, that was yeah yeah um, yeah and I watched yes unfortunately I'm guilty of sitting up to the early hours of the morning because I've got the box set the entire lot and going mm. oh just one more. Just one more. <laughs> I'll, it's work in the morning. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of these series, you can have good seasons and bad seasons. It's whether they're bad enough for you to go and not going to watch the next one, or whether you, yeah, but, um, whether you sort of because uh, you know, things like American Horror Story. There's been times when I've watched. I've really hated a season, and I thought, well, I'll watch the next one because well, that's, with that, I guess it's different because you don't know quite what they're going to do next time around. But uh, um, 
I do find a lot of TV these days, they maybe have given them a certain amount of episodes and then they don't know how to fill the space and you just wish they'd kind of... If they'd been better if they'd have dropped a couple of episodes. But uh, Yeah. Uh, or didn't have such two-dimensional characters. Yeah. Because yeah. they get... Uh, uh, even in 24, they, they, they had some really cracking characters, some support characters, but some of them in the support character were just so cardboard and mm. it was such a shame. Because they didn't give them any depth. Um, the last season's set in Britain, isn't it? It's set in London. Yeah, was that... Um, well, did, did I imagine it? Or did they come back after not doing them for for ages and then do a shorter yeah. season or something? Is that, is that I think, in Britain I, or is that another one? Yeah, that's the one. I think they um, talked him into doing a conclusion because in the end he's arrested, isn't he? And taken... Well, he's he does a swap, doesn't he? And goes off to Russia uh-huh. to stand trial for... A, a murder which the Russians think he committed when he didn't. Mm. I don't think I got that far, but uh, I do have uh, it. So. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. the only reason I, I know it, because the last scene is, I knew where the last scene was filmed in this disused uh, mill in, just outside Uxbridge, mm. and the helicopters were taking off, and I was, a, I was about in the area when they were filming that. Yeah. yeah. And I can remember these helicopters keep coming down and taking off, coming down and taking off. I thought, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And somebody said, oh, they're filming 24. I'd, I'd have been um, I'd have been in London uh, sort of when they filmed it as well. Uh, I can sort of remember it. That's why I sort of remember it being... Um, well, where I worked was sort of where a lot of the embassies were. So, um, and, and also, I guess I kind of worked to a certain extent... In, in Avengers Land, in in that, I, I work well, the ministry. Well, I, what I mean, I guess, is that we were working in Belgravia. There are a lot of those places, like Little Muse Streets, and uh, like yes. like where, where Steed lived, and and sometimes people would have chases. And um, Bryanston Muse is one of the favourite ones for the television companies to use with the archway at the end. Mm, mm, I, yeah, I like those I, kind of muse. I, I can't remember. I can't remember whether whether I did work like literally by one. I know I certainly worked near um, near ones that looked like the ones in. Um, but I have seen Belgrave Square on films, and um, and I was just I was just around the corner from where upstairs downstairs was. Um, oh, Eaton was, Place. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess that was mainly only on episodes where they walked up to the door rather than. Than to, uh, most of it would have been done. <laughs> Although the college that I worked at was the was used for the in the last episode, because I think they had a wedding and um, they needed a bigger mm-hmm. space. And uh, yeah, we used mm-hmm. to have photos down in the archives from from, uh, from they weren't taken from behind the scenes. They were just ones we were given, I presume, because it was a long time before I started working there. But, um, but yeah, we had a few sort of photos to. Um, Oh. And um, I did go, and I, that's one of the reasons I kind of ended up watching upstairs downstairs was well, I, I, I ought to, I ought to as I work in that area. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, can you see anything in this box that, that uh, you like oh, to look at? Oh yes, I, uh, get me hands around that. Can I just pull this out? Yes, please, please do. Yes. Oh, oh, mind, oh, mind the end of it. Um, Whitechapel. Oh. Oh, I like that. Yes. Ah, yes. It's a lovely series, isn't it? Mm. However, um, it does suffer at the end, but I do like the first series. I'm a great fan of the first series where they all set off in in the hunt for Jack the Ripper. Mm. Mm. Uh, but it's not quite as it's 
as you think it is, is it? it might appear. <laughs> it's um, it's that modern take. It's 2009, I think it was. The modern take mm. of um, what, uh, what happened in Whitechapel Police Station when these mysterious murders took place. And the team were going, oh no, someone's coming forward and saying it's Jack the Ripper again, or someone mm. copying Jack the Ripper. Mm. And mm. it ends up being sort of a, a descendant of Jack the Ripper in a certain way, that he's following his ways, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I, um, it's one of those shows that I actually... I did like the latest, I did like the latest seasons as well. Um, yeah. They started, they started having sort of... A bit of a, a bit of a bit of a, a story arc, and there was a mysterious character played by Angela Pleasance, D- Donald's daughter. Yes, well, I never no. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I it, it, it almost seemed to sort of have got to the stage of where it could definitely have have, have gone on. Whereas, I think perhaps there was a point, perhaps after the first or second season, where we weren't quite sure what they were going to do. Were they just going to do sort of their own versions of things that link to real life crimes or, or where were they going to go and then they kind of seem to find a sort of um, a direction and I think I feel like the, the stories there were some standalone stories or I might have been wrong, might be wrong about that it's been a while since I saw it but I did enjoy it yeah the, the second season um, was about two brothers who thought they were the illegitimate children of the craze mm. Uh, I think that sort of. <laughs> I was about to say, I think that stretches credulity somewhat, but then again, I'm thinking somebody pretending they're Jack the Ripper does as well. Um, <laughs> but I like the premise. The premise is really good. It's 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 a lovely take on sort of a, a police drama, and it could easily have fallen down into the oh, boring police drama again. Oh, it's a buddy buddy team. Um, there's a little bit of friction between a couple of them, and it's it's more than that in this. It's just more than that, which is lovely. And um, it was a really, really sort of good main cast as well. Uh, yeah, there was wasn't there a guy who'd been in Spooks? He was he that was the oh, main um, guy. Rupert uh, Penry. Yeah, it's Rupert Penry Jones. Oh, he's Angela Thorne's son, um, as um, from *To the Manor Born*. Um, oh, really? And never knew that. Peter Pen- literally never knew that. Peter Penry Jones, who's a Welsh actor, but I'm not sure what he was in. Um, Colditz, uh General Hospital, Father Brown, 70s version. General Hospital. You see, all I remember from General Hospital is the closing titles of the ambulance driving around these lanes mm. when you get a, a, a shot from above. That's all I remember. I only ever saw General Hospital if I was off six, off from sick at mm. school. I I don't know. Um, he seems to have quite small pots, so maybe he... Maybe she was more well known than he was. Really? <laughs> Maybe she was more well known than he was. <laughs> well, it's just that it just says he's playing like a manager, or he's playing, you know, rather than having a named character. So I, I wonder if he wasn't like a main. He wasn't necessarily playing him. Just says like he's playing a surgeon or man he's playing, with small parts. Yeah, he yeah. has got some 
He's got named parts. Named parts. He's in Ruth. He has named parts. He's a lucky man. He's he's did some Ruth Render. He was in a Bergerac. Bergerac's another one I like, of course. Um, uh, well, I think if you look over there, you'll see we we have two sets of Bergerac. One one for one for casual, one for best. But uh, although I was very pleased the other day, I went around a friend's house and. They had brick box, which I don't because I don't see much point because you know I have most most of it's on yeah. the shelf. Um, <laughs> but I was pleased to see that Bergerac is actually on. Um, and he was saying that he was talking about Midsummer Murder, and I said if you're watching Midsummer Murder, you def- definitely have to uh, you have definitely have to watch Bergerac because um, he, he. Yeah, I think I prefer Bergerac to Midsummer oh, yes. Murder. Yeah, and I actually said. Kind of, I a little bit snooty. I have watched some Midsummer Murder, but I, I sort of said to him, "Oh, what, what?" He, he said, "Oh, I've watched an episode of Midsummer Murder." And I said, "I said, uh, oh, what, what, what era?" And he said, "Oh, John Nettles. I wouldn't watch anything which isn't John Nettles." <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, going back to, um, I've got my Wikipedia here. We'll never get this box sorted. Um, oh yes, it was a horror program I watched called The Strain, um, and he barely tell it was Rupert Penry Jones because. He had like lots of prosthetics, and he was playing this sort of vampire type guy. Um, but he was he was in it quite a lot, and he must have almost gone into doing it because I, I saw it on the Disney Channel. But it was made in it was really old. It was made from 20, 2014 to twenty seventeen, and it, mm-hmm. it it was interesting and a slightly different sort of take on vampires. And it had David Bradley in it. And I think it must he must have pretty much yeah. done that between his two appearances on 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 Doctor Who. Uh, so it, it's amazing how many of these American shows have either Australian or, or British leads. Um, at, uh, and and sometimes you sort of you wonder what happened to them because um, you haven't seen them on the British TV for ages. But, uh, <laughs> oh yes, I remember his character in Whitechapel was called Di Joseph Chandler. So that's. Um, that's right. Yes, it was. Yes, so, so, yeah, what? and of course you got the the great Phil Davis yes, in there as well, yeah. haven't you? Who's just about been in everything in the early eight, uh, late seventies, early eighties, from sitcoms to things like The Professionals to uh, Police. He usually plays a baddie, actually. And of course, it had Steve Pemberton, uh, which um, yeah, his first sort of serious role, yeah. wasn't it? Um, yeah. Whitechapel is two thousand nine, two thousand thirteen. So he must have, he must have, when that finished, then gone off to America to do the strain. But uh, um, yeah, I'm going to have to watch it all again. I've I've definitely got all four seasons. But uh, um, so I don't know if you want. I don't know if you if if you if you want the copy in the box. Um, please, oh, I, I yeah, wouldn't mind yeah, the yeah, copy got, in I've, the box. If that's I've already okay, got yeah. one. On, I've already got it somewhere in my in, in my. Uh, um, my collection, but yes, um, your back catalogue. Uh, cup of tea, yes, Paul. Uh, Warren, would you like a cup of tea or coffee? Oh, crumity, that's very kind of. Are you making one crumity? Only if you only if you're dipping it in the if you're dipping your yeah, bag yeah, in yeah, your well, mouth. Would you like tea? Oh, tea would be lovely, how please. Do, uh, how tea, do you yes. Um, one lump of milk. And uh, no sugar, please. One lump of milk, no sugar, uh, please, uh, Cromarty. Oh, okay, and do your usual 
Thank you. That's great. That's great. How, how are you doing in there? Yeah. Oh, we're, 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 we're talking up a storm about old TV, but we've made some decisions and some things we're not keeping, but we've got a long way to go yet, so we better get to it. If you just like to sort out uh, the drinks. Of course, Paul. Yes, all right. <sighs> Thank you, Cromarty. Thank you very much. We'll get our hands on your box okay. now. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, dear. Um... I, I think we should have a I think we should have a little rest. I, I've got something I was going to suggest. Yeah. Um, I thought you might I thought you might find Ooh. this fun. Um, I found this website the other day, which was like sort of the things that happened on British TV in different years, and I thought that that mm-hmm. we might be interested to see whether we agreed or whether we were like, well, well they didn't mention that, or or um, horrified that they did mention <laughs> something. But um, I. I I don't mind what year, um, what year, I wonder how far it goes back, actually. It goes, oh, it goes right, oh, gosh. It goes right back to 1926, but I don't think we'll get much information. You might want to, you might want to. <laughs> I don't think I can remember that far back. No, you might want to, you might want to choose a year in the 60s or 70s and see what it thinks happened. Um, 1977 was a good year, because it was after that long, hot summer. And uh, you wouldn't have been about oh, no, that, I was. Paul, because you're a young fellow, you're a young fellow. I was. Um, apparently, 1977, um, BBC One airs its first showing of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um, which well, well, have come out in 1971. <laughs> well, There's not much you can say to that if, if they're airing their Willy yes. Wonka. On New Year's Day as well. Um, well, goodness, like, that's, that's kicking the, the year off and, and making its mark, oh, isn't um, it? This is quite true. I'm not going to read all of them because there's a few, but in February, um, it was the sort of beginning of Ardman Animations because Morph uh, made um, his first appearance on Take Heart um, which listeners, that was a, um, a children's programme, a very artistic children's programme with somebody called Tony Hart and Morph was a little man um, and uh, yeah that was sort of the beginnings of uh, Ardman and leading to Wallace and Gromit etc. Pe- so. That was young Peter Lord wasn't it? Um Barman animations. Oh, this is weird. Um, also in February, the tele- the uh, the British TV premiere of Thunderball. That's that's like really seventy seven. Yeah. Oh no, because the rules oh. were. Yeah, that's right. Because in the rules were it was. Um, whereas we sort of show things in a sort of two or three years, it, it was it was almost nine years before you were allowed to show mm. films, big feature mm. films. Yeah, and now it's and now it's weird. Like, I mean, I didn't much enjoy it, but when I saw um, the recent Death on the Nile, uh, it was on Disney Plus or something, and it, it's actually still available in some cinemas. Uh, I, I don't know whether it was released. But, <laughs> like, some films they release streaming and at the cinema at the same time, particularly since the pandemic. But yeah, things have really mm. changed. I, I remember when it took at least six months for a film. Um, or maybe a year, if, if you'd seen a film at the cinema and you wanted to get a copy, you'd have to wait a good year or six months. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, before they came out yeah, in video, yeah. in Betamax mm-hmm, or VHS. Yeah. Um, apparently, in February 1977, Michael Grade was appointed Director of Programmes at London Weekend Television. Um, uh, I think he was responsible for the South Bank show, uh, wasn't he? yeah. And Melvin Bragg sticking baby bottle up one of his nostrils. <laughs> well, um, anyway, I digress. Oh, um, t- 
Top Gear began in April 1977. Oh, with Angela oh, yes. Rippon yeah, and Tom Coyne. Um, I was watching. I was watching a clip of that the other day. Mm-hmm. Her jo- her driving her Capri. <laughs> um, yes, uh, the first episode of Top Angela Rippon. N- that's a really good pub quiz question. That isn't it? Who's who's the first presenter of and Top apparently Gear? It wasn't. It was just local. It was only in BBC Midlands. Um, yes. and yeah. until 1978 so for the first season or whatever it, it was, wasn't it was regional TV uh, well they didn't have a motoring show on the BBC before mm, that mm. oh another uh, another, another Angela Rippon was very busy in May she she uh, she presented the, the 22nd Eurovision Song Contest in London um, wow oh is that because Oh yeah, seventy seven because we won in seventy six with "Save Your Kisses for Me." So uh, did we really? Yeah. Is that ours? I didn't know that was ours. Yes, yes. We oh have dear. to. Take, we have to take. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh dear! It, uh, of course, it's Jubilee year as well, isn't it? Which is quite appropriate, mm, really. Mm, yeah, because uh, it's Jubilee year this year as well. I, should, I might. I might even. Might even get this episode out around that sort of time as well. Um, I I can remember the silver buses. Because all uh, these buses were painted silver for the Queen's Silver Jubilee. Mm, I can't remember that much about that. I can remember more like things like like Charles and Di getting married and things like that. But a couple of two or three years later, but uh, I dressed as a Mexican. (laughs) We had to dress up as Charles and Di thing. We had to dress up as. um, In fancy dress, well, and I dressed up as a Mexican. Because <laughs> well, Prince, Prince Charles is a notor- he's notoriously a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> he is deep down in Mexican, yeah, yeah. and there were people dressed like Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and <laughs> on my shuffle with a blanket, ra- a colourful blanket round me, a sombrero, <laughs> um, some some water bottle that we got on oh, um, holiday when we were in oh. Tunisia, and a drawn-on moustache. It was terrible. I remember that. <laughs> Um, apparently, in 1977, our song was "Rock Bottom," uh, written by Lindsay DePaul. Um, and it, it Lindsay, was, now there's a name from the past, isn't mm, there? Lindsay DePaul. Oh, yeah, um, it came second. So I do remember that song. I can, wow, that's when we could actually we could actually do things on the Eurovision. Yeah, and we'd won the year before as well. So. Um, um, probably because nobody wanted to broadcast it that year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, apparently, oh, I guess that's right. Um, when the Jubilee was going, um, Coronation Street did their own, um, Jubilee parade with people being, people dressing up. Um, oh, that's I right, I yes. I think Wasn't, I've seen that um, Is that where somebody was Britannia? Who's, um... Yeah, Annie Walker was... was Annie, oh, no, Walker, she, was Annie Walker was or Annie, well, says Annie Walker was Queen Elizabeth I, but I know somebody was... Sort of like Pat Phoenix or 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 um somebody like that was Britannia probably. Or um uh what's her name? The barmaid. Um Oh yes, yeah. I watched an episode with her the other day actually. I haven't watched any Corrie for years, other than the one that I watched the other day, but I haven't seen any old Corrie. Yeah, I see I, I like have... old Corrie, I don't like new Corrie, there's too many characters. I did watch it for most of the noughties. In probably probably all of the noughties and some of the tens and then I went away then I came back when there was a really good serial killer and then I went away <laughs> again um, 
Yeah. There's always a serial killer. There's either somebody shoving, trying to shove someone under a pram, somebody <laughs> trying to hit somebody with an iron. Oh, that was East End. Oh, this was a re- this was a really good serial killer. Really long term. Like who was in it for quite a few years, and we all knew about it, but the people on the street didn't. But, uh, uh, I was like that when the viewers are kind of like, oh, we're, we're seeing all this stuff that the characters aren't seeing. <laughs> Gosh, Ken Barlow's still alive. He is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was having to remember oh, because I think sake. he's 90 in real life, but I always remember that he was, but Ken is about five years younger than him, so he's always, and because he's quite well preserved, he can get away with playing five years younger than, <laughs> than he is. Uh, Ron Seal, it does exactly yeah. what it says on the tin. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else have we got in 77? The Krypton Factor. <gasps> Gordon um, Burns. Yes. Gordon Bennett. Uh, the the Krypton Factor listeners was like running and jumping TV show where they were running and jumping <laughs> up things and <laughs> competing against each other and swinging off stuff. It, and uh, we had an agility and yeah. we had a what was it general knowledge oh, and yeah. we had a sort of logic test, didn't yeah. we? Which always looked bizarre. Well, you had to build things out of blocks a lot of mm. the time. Yeah, I think I sort of mentioned it when I was talking on around the archives about the adventure game um, I think I might have mentioned to Toppy that there was a show called The Krypton Factor and that it was sort of had elements that, that were familiar to the adventure game but uh, it was a bit more a bit It was a very highbrow programme really. I don't know why it is that I just remember I remember the climbing and jumping bits but yeah, as you say it was a lot more than just climbing and jumping but um, you always liked it when people went down the death slide and fell in the water, didn't they? Yeah, it's probably what's stuck in my head, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love those bits. But, uh, uh, then we've also got uh, oh, It'll Be Alright on the Night, which was a, a bloopers show. That that was the first time it was aired, was 1977. Uh, if you're one of those people... <laughs> <laughs> Dear old Dennis Norden. Dennis Norden, for those who don't know... He was a writer, wasn't he? He didn't he write lots of he, he, comedy. Yeah, stuff. wireless stuff he used to write yeah. a lot of, didn't he? Yeah. It's a bit like Barry Took. I, when I first heard of Barry Took, I just thought he was the guy off points of view. And then, then of course, <laughs> so later, did on, I. <laughs> later on I found out he was like an absolute legend and written loads of my favourite radio comedy. But um, No, I'm exactly in the same school of thinking as you. I used to think, who's this guy on telly? Barry took never heard of him, and then you see the more you dig in the, uh, when you get older, you find out, blimey, he wrote a heck of a lot, yeah. And um, because he, 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 um, he, he wrote like around the horn and things like that, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he did stuff. do some horn, yeah. yeah, he did do some horn, he got the horn, yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, on the 19th of September, BBC schools and colleges changed to using the dots ident. With rotating the dot la- oh wow yeah do you remember sitting in, in school cross-legged watching the telly watching the dots go out as yeah. it approaches your program it, it says it that. says until 1978 i think that must be wrong because it the, the, yeah. the, the dot the dots lasted for years um can, yeah the next the next program will follow shortly yeah um we're gonna have to explain this to listeners so um, schools <laughs> yeah. and schools and um uh colleges tv it was sort of TV programmes that teachers would record and then if they didn't want to have to do much work one afternoon, they'd sit you in front of this. And uh, If they wanted to go down the pub, yeah. they'd put you in front of the telly. Uh, and um, I guess it would have had to have been, uh, particularly in the 80s, because you wouldn't have had 
you know, other, I don't know how you would have, unless you unless you got the kids in front of it when it was, you know, when they were actually at school and it was on when it was. I guess you could have watched it live, but I I sort of feel we watched it on on video certainly at some point. Like yeah, it, you know. I think during the seventies they used to show show the same programs twice a week. I think it was twice or three times a week. It staggered during different times of the morning because they took over the mainstream tv didn't they in the mornings this is this is what went out in the morning and these on... these dots listeners they 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 counted down about a minute before the show would start so and you'd be sitting there or the class sort of sitting there watching as these dots slowly disappeared and in a clock sort of formation but yeah i don't know quite what it means about it um changed yeah anyway. um what else have we got? Uh, do we want to know who the Director General of the BBC was in 1977? Uh, Alistair Burt. <laughs> well, apparently it had been um, Charles Cohen. Oh, Duke Hussey. Apparently it, had, okay. apparently it had been Charles Cohen. I don't know that name at all. And he was succeeded by Ian Trethowen. I don't know if I know him either. I don't know him either. Uh, huh. They made an impact on us at the time, clearly. <laughs> and... Um, uh, in 19, November November the thirteenth, nineteen seventy seven, the final episode of Dad's Army. Um, oh yeah, and oh, and oh, oh no, I'm getting to read Charles Hawtrey. Now I get to see these things. Um, if, if, if I go oh, then I think it's interesting enough for the listeners to hear. Nineteenth um, of November, Southern Television televises Sesame Street for the first time. Now, Ooh. now that's that's quite because that started yeah. about six. Or, or sort of yeah. yeah certainly late 60s but that would explain if, if they were if I, if they I wonder if they literally started from the very first episode rather than jumping in because I do remember watching Sesame Street and it always looked dated so yeah. I, I think yeah. they probably were showing 70s episodes well into the 80s and things like that um, all, all the sort of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I was nine, about nine, to twelve, say, do you, remember, do you remember the pinball machine? Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. all the sort of, I yeah, think, all those sort of, mu- the music things sounded very old-fashioned. Um, I think Sesame Street sort of is, is a worldwide thing, isn't yeah, it? Um, Surely it must be. it took so long for it to, to particularly as it had Muppets in, and, and Muppets were, yeah. um, perhaps uh, it's, I can tell you a bit, I can tell you facts about Sesame Street... Yes, uh, well, 1969, um, I think it's still, it gets a bit com- complicated. No, it does say, yeah, it says, oh, that's funny, my birthday, well, not my birth, no, my birth date, not my birth, not my birthday, not the same year, November the 10th, 1969, until now, um, and there has been 4,591 episodes, 52 seasons, That'd be a big box set. Mm. Um, I wonder if they would. Ex- do you, do you, when you when, when, as a TV fan, is a, when, when you when you start wandering around on Wikipedia, do, do you look down the Wikipedia in- entry and think, oh, I wonder if they would exist? Is there any missing episodes? <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking because you said Muppets. I'm now looking at the wiki entry for the Muppet Show, and um, I'm looking at the Muppet Show from 1976 to 1981. Well, and I'm thinking to myself, exactly that. Do they all exist? <laughs> I'm sure there's a few actually that don't yeah. exist. Actually, isn't there? I'm not sure. I, I would. I, I guess I wouldn't think 
about the Muppets Home Missing episodes because it's that a little bit later. But you might be right. But uh, but it's with Sesame Street with it being sort of that far back. But Jack Parnell were, provided the music. Jack Parnell and his orchestra provided the music for the first season of the Muppet <laughs> Show. Jack Parnell used to do the Dixon the Dot Green theme music, oh, didn't he? I mean, that's the thing. I almost forget that the Muppets are was made in the UK. It just sort of doesn't sort of. Uh, kind of the frog feels so American. It's sort of hard to sort of remember that. Yes, of course. The, well, yeah, he he was the he's the news reporter on Sesame Street, yeah. wasn't he? Hi, whore, give me the frog here. That was a very very bad, and I do apologise for that. I can't do an American accent very well. Um, but uh, yeah, he was the, he was the wearing the trench coat and the hat and the little press card sticking out of his 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 press yeah. man's hat, wasn't he? Wearing carrying the big metal silver microphone. Uh, yeah, I remember that. We really wow. finished nineteen seventy seven, and I think. When we do, um, Cromarty will be here with the tea. That's taken a very long time, Cromarty. Mm. I'm sorry, I got distracted. I was listening. It was fascinating. Oh, well, he knows how to butter me up. Um, uh, November 20th of November 1977, British TV premieres You Only Live Twice as well. So another another Bond. Wow. Um, and both the Mike Yarwood Christmas show and Malcolm and Wise Christmas show on BBC One attract an audience of more than 28 million one of the highest ever in British television history. I mean, you just can't imagine any TV programme getting 28 million now. You um, can't, can you? And especially Mike Yarwood. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is me, <laughs> just to remind you who I am, folks. He used to do that at the end, didn't he? And this is me, as if we didn't know. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I hope it is. <laughs> Morecambe and Wise were... Um, well, they were timeless, I think, weren't they? They were very timeless. And um, are they an international thing? Do you think Morecambe and Wise, or is it strictly a I British don't thing? Think so although they did try those movies they made in the sixties. Oh Lord, know, no, they're terrible. terrible! You mean the intelligence yeah, I wondered men if they uh, and the job to get a, an international audience. I'm not sure. I wonder if sometimes yeah. if things are from the UK, I wonder if I wonder if Canada or Australia used to show Morecambe and Wise because. They would. I can imagine Australia, yeah. yeah, because they bought a lot of our stuff, sort of seventies, didn't they? But um, also, thirty uh, first December. That was well, it wasn't his last one, but uh, it was Bruce Forsyth's last Generation game after six years. Although, of course, he went back in the nineties. Didn't he do well? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I really remember. I, don't, I think I do remember the Generation game. How to describe that business? Um, members of the public doing really strange. You get, you get some wet clay and you yeah. put it in your hands and you had to morph yeah. it into something. I don't know whether that's um, a concept that went beyond you know, other countries. Did it? I'm sure I could, we could find out. I think Generation Game is a is is another stolen concept, isn't it? Because all the sort of things seem to work around the world in a different kind of way, like three, two, one did, um, Celebrity Squares. Yeah, it, it, I was just trying to see if... It, well, that's why... Right, oh, the reason it was called Generation Game, I forgot. It, it's um, a British game show produced by the BBC in which four teams of two people from the same family but different generations compete to win prizes. But listeners, so like, like Warren was saying, you get somebody who was really good at 
making pots and they'd come into the studio with the pots swirling round and, and, and they'd show you in a few minutes, oh, beautiful pot. Then the contestants would have to have a go and yeah, bits, mm. of, bits of mm. clay flying left, right and centre. And then the person who was the good pot maker would uh, would come on and say so, so five out of five or, or one out of five. or And, and that's, yeah, that, that's sort of how the... How the, um... It was a staple, wasn't it? That we had uh, science fiction, then we had generation game, then we had a little bit of drama, then we had news, and then we had a film. It was a very simple setup, and the BBC, with us having three channels here, just wiped the floor with the schedules, didn't they? With that very simple concept. Because it was a family concept, because once you finish watching your Doctor Who... Um, then, you know, you're into your generation game, aren't you? And and that's a family thing as well, because that was always pitched on so many different levels, because to begin with, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and so you feel included in this this audience, don't you? Bruce, he's talking to you, the boys and the girls in the, in the, the, the youngsters. He's, he's inviting us all in, so it's very family. And I think that's what sort of change from the ITV... I think we may have been the first country to sort of come up with the idea, because it does say there are international versions. There was a Dutch version, a German version, uh, there was a Swedish version, a South African version, but they all they all they all sort of slightly after, slightly later than our. So so they must have copied us, which is unusual because things like Treasure Hunt that I like so much that was us copying um, the French, France, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Oh well, this is it's one of ours. Um, I, I I always remember Larry Grayson more. I, what I didn't realise was that it kind of got actually it was still popular, but it was up against Game for a Laugh, which was a another sort of bloopers show on ITV. Um, That's Candid Camera, really, yeah, a different name, yeah. wasn't it? And um, apparently, so Larry Grayson decided to leave, but apparently Jimmy Tarbuck was was offered the gig and turned it down, oh, and then they decided not to good. bother anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Jimmy Tarback was sort of at that those days he was sort of a game a sort of cut price game show host in the end he was a uh, club performer as well that's what he was known for wasn't he Saturday night at the Palladium they did bring it back in the 90s and it ran for another 12 years um, and then they've even done some sort of one-off revivals and, and things even since then but Bruce Forsyth came back and then Jim Davidson, but we don't mention him. So um, I don't even really remember him doing it. Uh, no, I just remember him potting as many balls as he could on BBC Two with Big Break. <laughs> well, no, that's not, that's Pot Black, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> BBC One with Big Break. Um, uh, Is that a cup of tea I can smell? Yes, yeah, so it's coming. Um, apparently oh, the, last, the last thing, Emmerdale Farm moves from a daytime soap to a peak time soap. Uh, oh, was it date? Was it a lunchtime? Must yeah, have been a lunchtime. Yeah, I did. Then. I did sort of. Never knew that. I think. I think um, somewhere I, I did have, um, somebody once bought me, like a, a box set, and it probably is the daytime episodes, or at least some of them. And I, I was always, I was sort of in two minds about watching it because it's one of the few soaps I've never watched in any form, and I thought I'd, I'd, I'm a bit worried if I start watching it, I might end up wanting to watch like episodes that were on currently as well or, or you know Ooh, no. I can I can sort of you know if I start something I kind of I can get a bit fixated for a while on a, on a old show and uh, you know there's a lot of Everdale Farm to be hunting down if, if I did so 
I, I did Crossroads. I, I actually, when Crossroads came back, I, I, I watched the revised, you know, the 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 Naughty's Crossroads, uh, and and that had its moments. Um, Naughty Crossroads? No, not, not in the Naughties. In the Naughties. No, ah, it was, it was a late night. Yeah, in the late night Crossroads. Shuey, the um, chef, was up to Naughties <laughs> in the. <laughs> Benny took off his bubble hat. Uh, oh no, no, no! Put it away, Benny. And I have Far watched. Too some, big. I have watched some of the Crossroads box sets that have come out, but uh, but uh, uh, but yeah. It's it's dangerous getting into old soaps, but uh, <laughs> I've, just got, I've got enough Australian ones to watch. But uh, oh, anyway, yes, um, yeah. RT listeners, RT is about to come. Um, talking about old TV, um, we've got a, a sudden park clip for you now. Goodness knows what will be going on in it. Uh, we probably didn't know when we were making it. So um, you have a listen to this. Warren and I will drink our tea, and we'll come back and we'll we'll finish off these boxes and uh, maybe pick one more year to discuss before um, we have to go down to the, the charity shop but uh, um, yes um, so yes uh, bring the tea in from a tea here comes Sutton Park listeners in Highgate, once part of the beach's archives, now locked up for good, and the creature inside it, well, locked in as well, at least for now, but elsewhere, and so as Bakov hurries off to carry his side of the plan out, Basil heads not back for Camberley to find Paul, but to find his daughter. Where are you going? It's the narrator. I'm going this way. You're trying to find Lisa? Yeah. Is she doing that play of hers? Looks like it. Oh, where is she? You Good question. Just, you're just trying to find and make sure that Backoff's not done anything nasty That's right, yeah. But I thought you were going off to get Paul. I'll get Paul in a minute. I know where Paul is. I can jaunt there. Oh. I have to find these people physically. And it's bloody annoying, let me tell you. They must be around here somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Can't you take an eraser's eye view and scan the area? Oh, I don't know. Oh, who's supposed to be there? All those people who were doing that? Yeah, they're going to be making an absolute racket, arguing about absolutely all sorts. They're not going to be easy to miss, but I missed them somewhere. You think Blackhawk might have lied, don't you? You think he might have done something to her? I think he might have done something to her based on past history. Oh, I do hope not. I wonder where she is. Mm. Look! Look over there. There they are, Basil. There they are. There they are, ba- Basil. 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 Fair enough. I suppose that them lot would scare anyone away. <sighs> Meanwhile, elsewhere. Well. Well. Mummy. Can you walk? We should not remain here. We should continue onwards, 
It is not wise for us to remain here. Do you understand me? Do you understand? We should move on. We shall find somewhere safe for you to rest. I shall get you help. I will get you help. Do you understand? We must move away from here. Okay? Fight. Answer me. Can you move? Yes, I... I can move. It is... Head hurt. Back up. Father. Kill hurt. It... Pride. I... Move to safety. You look... You care, Yorick. Please... Help... Me... Help Mummy. Move on. Come along. Come along, we shall sort you out. It is time. Time... To see what develops. <sighs> on the dawn of 2000. Who... Shall survive it? <laughs> the mummy... His mind twisted, but elsewhere, John has his own mind slowly destroyed as he learns the truth. Where got to? Oh, should we go and someone? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> are, you, are you sure he's not Barlow? Or like he's not Barlow. That is Owen, his twin brother. <laughs> Tell me what became of Barlow. Tell me, Jay, what became of him? You know him. Paul knows. Paul knows. I want you to tell me what became of the child. How long did he stay with you? We want to know everything, G. Tell me where he is. I don't want to hurt you. But if you don't tell me, I may have to. John, Barlow's dead. Did, I, did he say, did he, Barlow, my brother, did say, my brother is dead. What's going on? Something! Oh, look at that, Mrs. Uh, hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on, eh? What's, what's going on? Isn't that John and his little, little kid or 
a little... What's wrong, Jay? No, he's, he's gone. It's all about Marlow. You remember Marlow? What? Oh, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think so. What about him? John... John's nephew, Owen, was Marlow between brother. And Marlow was my friend. And he got killed by a Russian old in the park and stuff. And now well, he blames me. And it's a lovely story. <laughs> oh. oh, blimey. Blimey, Jay. Come on, let's get back to the library. Sort you out. Don't worry. Oh dear. Come on. Alright, don't worry. It's not my fault. Oh, we know. Don't worry. Come on. I'll get him. I'll get him on his own at some point. I'll teach him a lesson. Hello. Oh dear. Um, well, things aren't going too well with the house hunting, I'm afraid. Thought we had a place and kind uh, of lost it. Um, let me worry. Uh, what was I looking for? Oh. What's this? There's none such park as none such. See you there, Paul. Basil, I should have known. He's been in here. How did he get in here? The door was pretty well locked. None such park. Basil has gone to none such park and for some strange reason he wants me to go there. Something to do with Lisa maybe? Oh, I suppose I'm going to have to investigate. I'll, I'll call the others and see if I can arrange them. See you later. Uncle John. He's still on the phone. He's just got a phone call with Yeah, just a minute, just a minute, Owen. Oh, I'm just talking to Pa. Hello, Pa. I see. So you've got to head there. You know, yes, you wanted to leave a message saying that, yeah. Why didn't I come and join you? Yeah, tell the others, I suspect so, yeah. I'll come and join you. Yeah, we'll come and find you. None such part, right, okay. Bye, God. Goodbye. Come along, Owen. We've got, we've got we've got work to do. Hey, 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 John. Hey, John. What's going on? John, what's going on? Or Paul to render none such park. You might need our help. I, I, I suggest you follow us. Hey, hey, listen. I got to talk to you about. Or I haven't got time. Come on. All right, come on. Come on. Don't worry about it. No, go on. I'll help Paul. Oh. Oh no. Oh, we're going away. I'm such We wouldn't even speak to us. John! You want my phone! No way, he won't hear you. So we gotta go with him. Sounds like Parker be in danger. We gotta go and help him, haven't we? I suppose so. Oh! I wanted my phone! Myself and he's not, he's not talking to me. Alright. Alright, don't worry. He's taking this badly. I can understand it, but 
I hope we don't do something stupid. Come on, you gotta make sure he's safe as well as Paul. wonderful for the second part. Uh, we really enjoyed watching that. Um, now, uh, we've had our tea. Now, Itty Uncle John has volunteered to take... We've got a box of keeps, we've got a box of, of, of ones that need to go to the charity shop, and Itty Uncle John has volunteered to take them so that Warren doesn't have to... He, he can get uh, oh, is this going to be... Is this going to be oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. Yes. Yeah? Oh, yes. Hello, Yeti Uncle oh, John. I, 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 I know you need to get back uh, you know it's uh, we don't want to keep, yeah. uh, keep you longer than yeah. needed you've left a button undone on oh, your trousers so, oh, sorry, you, oh, John. you don't want to oh, go no, out there like that, that. Yeah. oh good thanks for mentioning um yeah I'm, I'm I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll do it. I've been doing I've been trying to you know get back into driving a bit uh because I've got some ideas but uh, anyway um oh, no. oh anyway I'll let no. you you've still got some to do haven't you no. How many wheels on your car? You've still got that three-wheel uh, car? Yep. Yeah. No, he's, he's giving you a look. But, um, um, oh. yeah, I'm not sure. If the wind changes, uh, it'll stay it like it. It might, only be, it might be an improvement, but... Uh, um, yes, he has <laughs> mentioned... He has mentioned um, driving, I don't... Anyway, uh, let's not worry about it too much. Um, so, yeah, what else have we got in this box? We've, ne- we've nearly done this. Um, we've just got one or two more. Th- Is there anything else in there you... You like the look of. Actually, I was going to ask you: Is there anything that any TV show that people love, like the general public love, that you just? I'm not. I don't mean like Strictly Come Dancing or X Factor. That's a bit too obvious. Mm. All those reality shows are a bit. They're a bit obvious. But I was thinking of like proper TV shows, whether it be a sitcom or a drama, um, more that sort of thing. But is there any anything that people go on about which you have seen and you're like, Ugh, why? I don't understand why people love this show. Uh, I can think of one or two that I, for one one reason or another, I just avoid. Um, <laughs> Are you guiding me towards on the buses? Uh, well, I'm, uh, well, that <laughs> the seven, well, some of the seventies sitcoms are are, are questionable oh, for so many reasons. Yeah, yes. But I, I'm thinking. Um, I guess I'm thinking of you know some people love um, say only fools and horses and. I, I I see. I never get only fools and mm, horses. I know. Um, I I used to like it 
when they had Grandad. But w- when um, is Uncle Albert? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I just didn't 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 get and it. it didn't, didn't feel the love. Didn't feel the love for it. It starts going a bit Carla oh. Laney and, and gets a bit serious as well. I think. Um, yeah, I, I, and that's another thing. Carla Lane stuff can get so heavy. Red. I don't, I don't and, think. Oh, I, I, red. I, I feel like. I feel like it might Greetings. have been on before something else I watched. So I feel I've seen lots of ends of episodes. Um, uh, yeah, but that was a very depressing thing because there was. Oh, it was. I I find Carla Lane stuff can be very dark, and there seems to be no way back from the darkness. Um, but Only Fools, Only Some Fools. I like the early stuff of Only Fools, but I just didn't warm to the rest of it i'm afraid and that sounds really bad a bit like dad's army as well i like some of the latter stuff of dad's army but i'm not a great dad's army fan i had a period probably around the time that uh, dvds were coming in but not quite there because i feel that dad's army i didn't buy the whole set but i started getting interested in dad's army maybe in the late 90s and i bought quite a few tapes that were released then perhaps in those days there was only like three or four like per episodes per tape but they were probably best of compilations so i'd avoided dad's army for many years but i did actually sort of dip in for a while but because i think most of what i bought was on on videotape rather than dvd i didn't sort of end up I, i sort of enjoyed what i saw but i didn't really feel like updating my what I had, and probably now I don't own any of it again. But uh, if there's any Dad's Army in the box, I guess I might take it out. But I haven't seen any yet. But um, I, I tell you about Only Fools and Horses. I would rather watch Minder than Only Fools and Horses. And I know there's a difference. Oh, Lord. That, that, that's the difference between sticking something in your nose, sticking something up your nose, or sticking <laughs> something in your ear that's very sharp. Well, I, I prefer Minder because it's not... It's not a comedy show, no, it's a no. drama Mind show. Mind is the same, Mind is just the same. Is. No, it's the same episode every <laughs> week. It's the same episode every yeah, week. Yeah, I probably would find that. That's why I probably avoided, um, but I, I have been tempted. That's in my Amazon wish list. I have considered it, but I've thought I'll probably <laughs> get it and I'd watch three or four and then I would never watch it again um, because I probably would find it was too samey. Uh, it's like um, to the manor born. I can't stand to the manor born. I like I like Peter Bowles as an actor, but I just I can't warn to either of the characters into your manor born because they're all so snooty. Yeah, I kind of I think that I do remember watching that with my parents, and I probably did like it more. But certainly, I mean, I don't I don't find I watch comedy as much as or, or go back to comedy as much as shows that I was really so much into comedy, like when I was a teenager in 20s and uh, but these days I rarely watch I really watch sort of pick up a comedy show and watch it um, which is kind of weird to me really I don't know if it's because everything I do creatively is so silly that I just I've had enough of silly and I want so I go towards I mean I'd watch a comedy drama because it's got at least it's got the drama in it but um, I quite like the thick of it though what do you think of the thick of it uh, I don't think I've seen every episode but I've definitely seen um, quite a few I, I think Peter Capaldi stuff yeah I feel like I've seen the season that I'm most familiar with is the one where there's like is it a, f- f- a female MP who comes into yes. it yes uh, so I think that's probably maybe the last season or, or later on in the show um 
so so I, I I don't know whether that that's I don't know whether it's considered to be good all the way through or whether some seasons are supposed to be better. Um, yeah, I think um, though I think the latter season it, because it's had such a build up, it's worked so well, and it's definitely not yes minister with lots of swearing. It's a bit more than that, isn't it? And it's not just it's not just about Peter Capaldi's character either, is it? It's, it's just interesting how toxic an environment can be. And um, it, it, it's yeah, yes. Prime Minister, I definitely remember watching with my parents. I think I remember mm. watching Just Good Friends as well, which I definitely oh, yes. don't. I, I don't think I've ever seen that again since Just Good Friends was really about a couple, wasn't it? Who were kind of did they fall did they in get a, married in the end? I think they did probably they get married did. in the end. Yeah, yeah John Ringham was their father-in-law, wasn't he? Mm, it was um, Paul Nicholas and. Um, a lady, <laughs> and I was going to say Michelle Pfeiffer. That's totally wrong. Not Michelle um, Pfeiffer. No. <laughs> Good lord, no! The BBC would have had the budget. Um, um, yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to have to look this up yeah, now. You look it up. Keep talking. Keep talking. Um, Just good I friends. Mean, I mean, things like Jan Francis. Jan before Francis. I even look it up, it's Jan Francis. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Stu um, Francis's sister. She could crush a grape. Is it really? Or are you joking? No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should trust you. Um, <laughs> oh, don't do that, listeners. The, the good life. The good life is a funny one because I probably saw various episodes, not necessarily at the time, probably like in an eighties repeat, but certainly probably had never seen every episode. And then, then we bought the box set, and I then did see it in order. And uh, I was quite surprised because there were one or two episodes that were really quite dark, and that's not wasn't yeah. my. He goes, to, he goes. To, um, Tom goes to jail in one episode, and they also get their house gets vandalised, and 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 I, yeah. I, I ever found it really upsetting and kind of. Um, that's one of the last episodes. Uh, um, well, another series, really good, successful comedy series like that was One Foot in the Grave, wasn't it? Because that had a tendency to be rib ticklingly funny. And it could it could turn on a coin, couldn't it, to something really dark? Uh, and, and the funny thing is, really sad. The funny thing is, listeners will know that I've been reading extracts from my nineteen ninety diary, which I I mm-hmm. um, unearthed and didn't realise I'd written. Um, but I even is it, some of the things that have interested me most coming back to it is that I mention shows. I, I mentioned oh, I watched this show called um, um, One Foot in the Grave, and and I checked, and yes. It, the first episode was in July, January 1990 and um, I, I was quite pleased with myself that I did mention the TV I watched because I was sort of talking about what season of Bergerac I'd watched and and, and I was like, I mentioned that uh, they killed off the character Susan played by Louise Jameson who played leader in Doctor Who and also, funnily enough, is now a regular in Emmerdale Farm, apparently. And not that I've seen is she? Um, so, yeah, all these things connect, all these things connect. But, but yeah, I, I mentioned... And I was like, oh, yes, yes, that's right. That's, that's when that episode went out. Um, so my, my diary has been sort of reminding me about that. Where, where do you stand with things like Red Dwarf? I, I, I have a problem with Red Dwarf. I have a problem with Red Dwarf. Um, it just doesn't sit too well in, in, my, in my liking scene. I've never really warmed to Red yeah, Dwarf. I never did. I think partly, I was, partly it was popular with people our age when... When it was out, which was always a no-no, um, if it was a popular show. Um, also, it was around mm. the time that it, it it was at its 
height of popularity around the time that Doctor Who came off the air, and and you also got sort of people sort of saying, oh well, why do you need Doctor Who? You've got Red Dwarf. Like it's the same sort of program. I mean, it's nothing like. Um, also, the, all the characters being egomaniacs. I, I've always uh, very alpha male characters. I've never got on well with. With, with, that was also a negative for me. Um, I, I even got to the stage where I would watch it because I didn't like. I didn't want to turn around and criticise it, not having seen it. But um, so I mean, I've given up doing that now because because I thought it I thought it was over. But uh, it, it it comes back now and again. Um, I don't bother now. But yeah, I. No, I I watched it because mainly people were talking about it, and I didn't want to be sort of left out of the conversation. Or sit there sillily and go, oh, I, I don't watch that. Uh, but I never really. No, after a while, I tired of it. It it didn't seem to have a any kind of room in it. Yeah, I'm I'm sure somebody in in our group of friends sort of said, well, it it could be set anywhere. The fact it's in space is almost irrelevant. It's sort of it, they just kind of decided to set it in space because they thought that would get a different group of you know a, a, a demographic of viewer. Because who'd think? Oh, it's science fiction, but actually, it could be set in a block of flats and just be about some. Well, oh. did you think it went? I think it went on too long. Yeah, yeah. I think, and every so often they they dig it up and revive it again. Mm, don't they? they still seem to, but uh, um, let, I think we've almost done everything in the box. Uh, we've we've definitely kept uh, a, a, a few. We we both kept, and uh, but a majority of it's going to uh, um, to, to charity, but. Um, uh, I think we should choose another year from the Wikipedia. Uh, what year would you like this time? Uh, oh, okay. Um, 1983. Mm. I can't, I'm, I'm, the episodes... Of, this is how my mind works. I'm watching... I've just finished watching 1983 episodes of Sons and Daughters. And... Um, I, I, listeners, this is... How, and I'm sure Warren's the same... Um, or would be the same. Or he could understand. Some of you out here won't understand this, but I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching episodes that were shown in '84, but the copyright date at the end still says '83. <laughs> and, and at the end of each yeah. episode, I have to sit because I'm thinking, "Oh, when's when's the first one going to move over to '84?" Even though I I do that. Yes, yeah. I do do that. And, yeah. and it's not happened yet. We, I've watched about I don't know what must be weeks, and we we must be well into '84, and it still says copyright date '83, but. Uh, uh, and I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna. There'll be if you hear somebody cheering, um, in the in the background, uh, you know, um, in, in a few days' time, it's because I finally got to the point where, um, it's, it's moved over. It, it it doesn't matter, but it's the sort of thing that interests me. Or, you know, uh, so let's have a look and see. Um, I thought you'd understand. <laughs> yeah. Right, 1983 in British TV. Um, there's oh, there was some controversial TV. On Channel Four, never that that made the Conservatives get all hot under the collar and tried to have the Ooh. channel banned. So that that so that must have been good. <laughs> um, the, do you remember when they had? I don't know if I ever saw it. Didn't they used to have a little red triangle? Was it Channel Four? They had That's that. That's right. Yes. If it was going to be a bit sexy. Yeah. Um, if it's going to be a bit rumpy pumpy time, yeah. and so that just makes people want to tell Ooh, <laughs> I will watch that. Yeah. But that that was also a very very good ploy mm. for getting people to, um, to to tune in, as you say, isn't it? So, oh, this could be a bit raunchy, bits sweaty under the sheets. Um, oh, apparently, on the third of January, nineteen eighty-three, children's ITV premiered 
I think they'd already had something called Watch It, but that's when Children's ITV became, it became branded like that. Uh, um, Superman the movie aired on ITV, uh, a British premiere. So that was from... Bless him. Wasn't that from 78? So that's 78 Chris Reeves, isn't it? Yeah. Bless his heart. So that's like... Uh, Lovely man was Chris Reeves. Mm, I've always like, liked him as an actor. I... I... Um, because Margot Kidder, um, I, I, I see her more because I have my annual watching of Black Christmas and um, she plays one of the best characters <laughs> yeah. in that. So, um, she, there's a scene where um, cause she's sort of the, the, the it's a little bit foreshadowing, unfortunately, but she, she plays the, the, the most drunk of the sort of sorority girls and there's one scene where they're at a children's Christmas party and she, she, the, she's talking to other characters and she's just kind of pouring booze down his child's basically <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of like just pouring the glass and handing it and the child's just knocking back the sherries uh, it's it's you wouldn't get that these days but it's a great scene fantastic uh, oh TVM was a, yeah it launched in February uh, did it have the, uh, did it have the giant egg at the end didn't yes. it in the egg cup and then as the years went on there were more eggs with different years um, that's it yeah um Channel 4 becomes the first broadcaster in the UK to screen the Super Bowl live. I, I didn't even know they ever had or that it had ever been broadcast or ever, or whether is that something that still happens? I, 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 yeah, it's a Channel 4 thing. That was a yeah. Channel 4 thing, I can remember. And they, they were trailing the Super Bowl, yeah. Um, uh, Cheers, the, the oh, uh, sitcom. Yes. That made its debut on Channel 4. Um, the place where everyone knows your name. I don't know where... I wonder... When did that start, then? Um, that started... Late 70s, wasn't it? Um, when in the no, States? Uh, no, 82. So, I guess we got it quite... We got it relatively quickly, then, because it's that's early in 83 we got it, and it it started the previous... Um, the, like, autumn, so we probably got it... Yeah, that was... That, that was pretty uh, speedy. Um, oh, there is a reference to Sons and Daughters. The Australian soap Sons and Daughters makes its British television debut in 83 when Central becomes the first region to screen it and the other ITV regions followed suit. So, yeah, I, I, in a way I wasn't sure... It, I mean, I didn't watch it until a lot later than that. And I think TVS, other, our region... Um, so sort of still showing it in the early 90s. I remember rushing home from school when I was in the sixth form, still in like early, in about 1990 or 91, um, and it was still being shown. But uh, whether they didn't show as many episodes as were screened, because um, it was, a, a, again, it was only about a year after it started in Australia. But uh, um, I think I just thought that soap operas were the sort of things that mums watched and... And, and I think, to be fair, a lot of people think that, but uh, little did I know about uh, all of the, the, the villains and backstabbing and and uh, uh, people having facelifts to look like other people and things. Do you think Australian soap operas then are better than um, better than any other any other country's soap operas? I think I think so because often I find that British soaps can be, or certainly of that era, can be a bit. Oh look, they're throwing football over my over my fence. Oh, okay. And yes, every year there might be a big <laughs> like if somebody gets run over by a tram. But but yeah. You know, but a lot of it is very sort of just people bickering and 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 then and yet American soaps are glamorous, but almost too glamorous for me. 
um, and it's about business. Uh, and it feels like it's about business. Whereas there is business involved in Sons and Daughters, but you never see offices. They never do it in office. They always seem to be, you know, they come. They never do it in offices. Well, they never have. The, you never say, have. The, yeah. I, I can think of like Joe Collins marching into Blake's office, and uh, you know, and it's all offices, offices, and and, and I don't remember. That. There's not a lot of offices in Sons and Daughters. There's lots of business going on, but um, it usually involves drinking a pint. Very ground. It's very ground to earth, isn't it? Very grounded, Sons and Daughters. Yeah. The, well, you've got the sort of the good thing about that is that you've got. It is a bit, uh, literally, a mixture of perhaps a British soap and an American soap, in that you've got some rich families and you've got some working class families, and and they sort of cross pollinate. And, uh, um, <laughs> and uh, somebody said the other day, I read, uh, if you Swap took the, the seed, the, if you, you basically you could have knocked out of like five years worth of TV because um, two characters. It's, it's somebody said basically sons and daughters is about this character that basically they swap wives and at the end at the end the, 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 um, the, these two men have each other's wives and it, and that, and and, uh, and that isn't what the show's about but it is yeah. quite la- largely it could have all been sorted out right at the start if they'd have just swapped the people they were going out with I mean, we wouldn't have had to go through five years of, <laughs> I think it would have been a shame to have missed it there but uh, um what else have we got? Oh gosh, I don't know if I want to talk about this, but um, there's that that Go program on. Mini Pops on Channel Four, which was. Oh no, let's not talk no. about that. No, it's that little little. Kids Unfortunately, thing. I remember that, yeah, and I that. think I think I saw a little bit of it, and even I thought it was creepy. Then yeah, I don't I, I don't know if I saw it at the time or saw it afterwards because I don't know even know quite when we got Channel Four here because I think I think um, we better explain that Mini Pops was. Um, Little kids. A program in which very young children were dressed up in full makeup and Ma- oh lip sync to pop songs. Yes, but they were wearing the outrageous yeah. outfits that the pop singers were wearing. And yeah, it was wrong. Even, even watching it, it was just uh, then I just felt uncomfortable and didn't. I couldn't watch it anymore because it was just no, it was wrong. Also, uh, February '83, when Postman Pat was launched, and um, my brother was born in '82. So, when I think of what he who is he delivered by Postman Pat? Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> um, uh, he, 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 his kid, his era of TV of like bit little TV, little kid TV was Postman Pat, Thomas Tank Engine. When he was a little bit older, he loved um, uh, Thundercats. Um, and I was too old for all of those by that point. But uh, uh, I liked Thomas the Tank Engine because I had the books. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, even even at the age of sort of um, twelve, thirteen, I'd still watch Ringo Starr doing doing the voiceover for Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, at least I would have known that was something that I would have known the books a bit from when I was a kid. But um, before there was a TV, uh, um, Deirdre Barlow. Oh, it was it was it was when they were doing Will She Won't She? Deirdre Barlow makes the choice to break up with Mike Baldwin and reunite with Ken. Um, Is that where they had the punch up? Yeah, was that when they're shouting for the letterbox, or was that the other way around? Is that when he leaves? Uh, is that is is that the, when, when the opposite end of the story? <laughs> On the second and ninth of April, two issues of the Radio Times failed to be published due to industrial action. So, if you're somebody who's collecting copies of the Radio Times from 1983. 
don't 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 worry when you can't find You're it. You're still waiting for your I, copy. Oh, I can't <laughs> find it. Yeah. Um, oh, and, oh, Angela Rippon is mentioned again. She never blimmin' stops working. Well, this well, woman, Angela Rippon and Anna Ford were axed from TV AM in in April. Oh, um, to make way for fifteen other jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that um, comedy show Al Fresco with Robbie Coltrane, Ben Elton, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, Siobhan Redmond, oh, and Emma Thompson. I think I might have that. Uh, Siobhan Redmond. Oh, I always had had a thing for Siobhan Redmond. Um, yeah, cause she's from Taggart. Uh, when I think of, although she did do, I'm right to say she was in Taggart, wasn't she? Uh, no, she was in Bullman. Oh, Bullman, yes, yeah. Um, but she did do a lot of comedy. Uh, Yes, but, but yes. I sort of always thought thought of her as doing um, sort of um, silly things, um, uh, serious things. Uh, she is. She's a very serious actress. She's just very flexible in certain parts. Oh, uh, um, in late May, um, Len Len Fairclough made his last appearance on Coronation Street. Peter Adam, Peter, Peter Adamson. Um, didn't he die of a heart attack and they wrote him out? Uh, yeah, just... Because he was a bit of a heavy drinker, yeah, wasn't said, he? It says he makes his last appearance, but it doesn't say why. Oh, no, oh, no he didn't die till 2002. Um, no? Oh, perhaps I got it wrong then. Because he always reminds me of uh, my least favourite actor. Who's that? Herculean Owen. Him of... They stole him up, bloody boat! <laughs> Oh, dear. oh um, July nineteen eighty three was when they showed that. Um, well, June eighty three was when the first episode of Blackadder was shown, um, and July eighty three was when they showed the Mad Death, which was about. Oh no, the that's a horrible I, series. Yes, I saw that first time round. Did you? Um, I I didn't, but I did. I I I, I feel <laughs> I feel like it was around the time. My parents often went off, like, when my dad was members of things like Chamber of Commerce and that sort of thing. And so they went down. I used to have babysitters. And I, I certainly sneaked the TV on and I saw enough... I saw, like, somebody having a horrible seizure and and, and, and it really scared me. And then around the same time, we used to go to, on holiday to the Channel Islands. And obviously, you, from the Channel Islands, you can go on boat trips. And I remember... As you got up seeing signs about rabies and I knew what that was and I, and, and, and I was really sort of sort of I think I was really a bit nervous about dogs and um anyway um because being a cat person having had a few bad experiences with dogs so I didn't see it but it definitely messed me up a bit <laughs> what I did see what little I saw of it um, yeah so it, it did mess me up a bit as well yes I didn't didn't like that series I, at all I didn't I've not gone back to it I've not I know it's on dvd now but uh, I have it uh, I have it I bought yes, it yeah. and I watched it <laughs> and that's it. I only want to see it once. I never want to see it again. I feel like that about when the wind blows. The uh, car- cartoon about the nuclear war. Um, see, I, I've never seen that. I was. I've always been put off programs about um, the nuclear war ever since I watched War Games. I didn't, haven't seen War Games, but um, oh d- no, don't. No. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was worse because it was in cartoon form. And because it's Ronnie, it's Raymond Briggs, Raymond isn't Briggs. it? And, and because the character is a big old, a big sort of 
like sort of nana sort of and, and it's just a couple and it's it's yeah it's just horrible i don't want to see it again um uh, does Father Christmas turn up and go? It's this blooming Christmas again. <laughs> I think it would have. I think it really needs that, or the snowman <laughs> got past. Oh, oh no, I don't think I. I can remember it being shown winter. on Channel Four, um, and I didn't watch it because I just thought, no, I just um, because the eighties were a terrible time for um, nuclear. Uh, proliferation on the television really wasn't it the, all, all these programs like threads and the day after oh god it was so depressing wasn't it oh we're gonna have some mutually assured destruction and you're like sat there going oh can we not watch and that's when we had alternative comedy and we desperately needed something different and i think that helped the ben eltons of this world and this uh fry and lorries i mean it's weird i like I love my horror films, but when it's like real life horror, I, I, no, thank you. Um, I, <laughs> a slash, slash yeah. is fine when it's a slasher running around with a mask and, and things. I, I you know, I, uh, but when it's something like that, no, no, thank you. Um, August eighty three, ITV broadcast Wooden Top. Now, do you know? Oh, you know, you know what Wooden yeah, Top is. Pilot episode of the Bill. Yeah. Yes, with Mark Wingate. Yeah. Yes. Um, I do remember. I, I I was quite into the Bill. In maybe like ninety one, or I watched it quite regularly when it was a, but it it was on quite a lot. But it felt like Casualty. I used to like Casualty when it was on. Yeah, so, I used to like the uh, the first few seasons of Casualty, okay. and then it became a bit. And the Bill was like that, wasn't it? The early Bill yeah. was like fifty minute episodes. Um, it, it, I remember somebody I know had, had the early seasons of the bill, um, which probably wasn't released on DVD. But this was this was before all that. But uh, they had one, yeah. They had a um, video release because I went to the Thames Television Shop, which was in in, in the ground floor of Te- Thames Television on Warren Street in London when it was still there, and I went in to buy specifically to buy this dvd to be told it they they no longer printed it and it was three 50 minute episodes of the bill and i came out with a couple of jumpers with thames television written on them <laughs> i remember that so clearly but i was so happy the fact that i'd actually got into the thames television building and went to their shop i was really excited about that uh, apparently the 27th and 28th of august um BBC Two, Vox Around the Clock by broadcasting non-stop music programmes all day and also all night. I don't Ooh. really remember that happening at all. Um, <laughs> uh, also, the following day, 29th of August, Blockbusters was launched. Um, and uh, I didn't realise it was sixth form students. That probably explains... Um, uh, uh, somebody we know, somebody called Danny, who Warren and I knew back in the early 90s was on blockbusters um and um, was he? he was yes yes it did quite well as well um in fact it was around the time that i wasn't seeing so much of him uh, because we'd all gone to university it was probably shown after he'd left school and and i videoed it and i i used it as extra appearances on sutton park i worked it into a sutton park <laughs> plot line um to give him more appearances we i used to have you have a wall chart of all the people who were in episodes, and there was like there were over the years there were more than forty people, but I had a top forty appearances list, and I, I, I think um, 
Mr. Mr. T, um, Troby, he, he, he was always happy as long as he was in the top ten. He, he was worried if he was, he dropped out of the top ten. Oh, he's an old lovey. That's <laughs> what he is, isn't he? As soon as he gets in front of the camera, away he goes. <laughs> oh, he was always good. He was always good turning up with. Uh, he was. He was. He was had, always a good turn. But he always had like bits of computer. <laughs> Bit like broken computers that he could bring hanging out we, of him, and we could they could stick it all together and else, and we could just make it some gadget that he made. It was, it was always good. Um, um, animated series Henry's Cat was debuted. Oh wow! <laughs> um, <laughs> that, uh, oh, um, ITV broadcast Killer, but it would later be turned into a series, a retitled Taggart. Um, Really? Oh, was it called Killer? I have to write that down. The there, pilot. I didn't, know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, he Man. He- and the Masters of the he- Universe. Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, He Man. He Man and Riley Ace of Spies um, debuted on the same day. <laughs> Sam Neill. Yeah. Sam Neill. Really, Riley Ace of Spies, yeah. isn't it? Um, Whatever happened to him? Uh, <laughs> um, Banana Man as well. Um, oh made, goodness made me! Day. Lots of lots of animated. Um, uh, next, they'll be telling me that Danger Mouse, but uh, not quite. I think Danger Mouse is slightly Steven. earlier. But uh, I think that's it's just is that eighty one yeah. or eighty two? Uh, used to live in yeah. a pillar box as on Baker Street in those days. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, oh, we talked Plenty about her in that pillar box. Yeah, we talked about only a room for one more on top. Yeah. We talked about her earlier. Doris Speed makes her last appearance as Ali Walker on Coronation Street in October 1983. Um, and uh, the seventh really? season Gosh. of Dallas was aired. Uh, the final edition of Sale of the Century was broadcast. Um, and Al Vida's own pet debuted. This is all in November 1983. Um, that launched a lot of careers. And interpreters did a lot of money out of that, especially when Jimmy Nail attempted to speak. We are your way, I mean. No, there is a there is a, a Danger Mouse fact. Well, go um, on. ITV's animated series Danger Mouse viewing figures reached twenty one point five nine million. What? An all an all time high for a British children's program. Wow. That must have been students watching it as See well. See <laughs> Uh, Love Danger the crow Mouse. in there. I don't, I'm not going to explain Danger Mouse. Listeners, if you don't know Danger Mouse, find out about it. Oh, he's yeah, fantastic. 19- yeah. <laughs> 1981, <laughs> September 81. So, yeah. Yeah, probably had been around long enough to get a bit of a student following by then. Uh, yeah, he's definitely student fair because I suppose he would have been at the end of um, Children's ITV and then we would yeah. have gone into Blockbusters um, where they do that awful I, They said things like Teletubbies were student fodder but I think that's students who they need medical much. attention. At least Danger Mouse is actually a clever programme and, and a good programme it's not like um, adults watching something that really is made for, for kids um, but uh, um, on the 25th of November 1983 the BBC airs The Five Doctors, a 19-minute episode of Doctor Who, made to celebrate its 20th anniversary. Never saw it. Never saw it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, and and um, the, the music video for Thriller was shown on Ooh. Channel 4. Oh, and The Fog, John Carpenter's Fog from 1980, made its uh, debut on BBC One. 
So that's only taken three years to get to, to get. Yeah, to, I wouldn't have thought it had gone on the BBC. You see, I would have thought that was sort of a Channel Fourish film. But yeah, I like the fog, although it gets a very bad. He doesn't like it, and um, it's not as good as Halloween. But yeah, I, I quite like the fog. Yeah, no, we like the fog. Um, so yes, there's, there's lots of other, lots of other things we. We should talk about, but I, I think we need to. We've made our final decisions, and yes, uh, we've got, we got our piles, yes, haven't we? We have. Uncle John's going to uh, to whisk them off. Anyway, um, Warren, thank you for picking up these. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I don't want Yeti Uncle John to strain his back when he no, uh, lifts that fine. box. Are you sure no, he'll, he'll be all right? right? Yeah, he'll be all right. And um, uh, I'll, I'll get you another cup of tea before you go. Oh, that's, that's very right. kind. So, thank uh, you very much. Thank you. But uh, listeners. Um, Listeners, we're going to say goodbye now, though, because uh, um, yeah, tea drinking is a, a serious business, and uh, we'll, um, well, we'll 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 see you again soon. And uh, Warren, I hope you'll come back. Uh, I think we can oh, talk absolutely. about more years in um, TV and stuff as well. So, uh, it's been an absolute fun, it really has. Thank you very much, listeners, for having me. It's nice to be had. Yes, and we'll we'll speak to you again soon. All right, bye bye for now. Bye bye. Yes, yes. He, uh, when we were drinking our tea, Yeti Uncle John nipped in. I'm surprised he didn't come and say hello. But yeah, uh, perhaps he's. Has um, he? I think. What's the What's the other box? Oh my goodness! The poor What's wrong? He's taken the wrong box. He's taken oh, the box no. we wanted to keep, and he's no. he left the ones we wanted to. Uh, I mean, he's only just. Look, he's just driving out of the look, car park look, now. It, it's full of episodes of It's a Knockout. Oh, uh, we don't want those. Um, um, or do we want those? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, um, but we might do. Somebody, uh, um, look, um, I've got a great idea. Uh, what is it, Paul? Uh, uh, we, we need to follow that car. Warren, you can, you mm. can drive. Oh, yes, um, yes, let, yes. Let's go and have a big, let's go and have, have, have a big chase sequence. And uh, I can hear the theme music coming, but uh, I, we, we'll have a big chase sequence and we'll get that box of DVDs back. If the last thing we do... Shakes fist. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at Pride 48. 
Shylifepodcast.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Oh, Devo, dear, get ye, Uncle John. What an idiot you are. That's not very nice. I, I don't like being called an idiot. I just misunderstood what, what box I was supposed to take and, and what box I was supposed to not take. Yeti Uncle John, I have never seen a three-wheel car go so fast over speed bumps. Oh, it's, it's, I really it, haven't. It's souped up. It, it's souped up. It, 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 it can go faster than it, it appears to. Listeners, uh, 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 I'm so sorry. You, you you must have missed the chase sequence. Oh, what a shame. Um, it was really, really dramatic. Oh, um, there was Yeti Uncle John. He was tearing yeah. down the dotted line. Yeah, he, he was. Definitely. Uh, Warren's driving. Very, very, very good. And, um, um, and, 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 and he, you know, well, and there you. was Cromartie was had his head out one side and I had my head out the other side. And, and, uh, and Dealey was, uh, he, Dealey was on top of the car going, meow, meow, meow. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was wonderful. Yeti Uncle John. It's like an episode of the Sweeney, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, Yeti Uncle John, what, you, you didn't stop though. Well, you weren't a police car. You were just a, a car with a cat on top. Well, yes, but Dealey did a very good impression of a siren. It was a catalytic converter. Oh, very good. Well, it's all sorted. You didn't lose your DVDs. I've got the right uh, one. That's I've good. got the right box now, and, and you can take your little your, your gems, whatever treasures. They're, they're treasures, not dra- not. Everyone's a, and, and we'll swap it for this box. You can take this box and burn it. <laughs> just as long as there's no missing episodes of anything I don't think Milo was uh, had a store of any missing episodes that would be awful but. What's, what's this fury from the deep at the bottom no, oh, I don't, don't worry about no, that no, no, he's, no, no, he's mislabeled that in no, that's mislabeled oh well we, we better go oh yes Uncle John oh, that, that, that was you nearly ruined a good day's work there oh I feel you should be very ungrateful well, at least we got some action. It's just a shame the listeners didn't get to fully appreciate the car chase. But uh, oh well, there's nothing like a bit of action to make it to make it. Yet, Uncle John, I have to say, I was impressed with your driving. I was, especially when you were on two wheels going around that corner. Well, you know, uh, I did train briefly as a stunt driver, but uh, um, I trained, but nobody actually ever asked me to be on any films. But still, uh, you know, can't imagine why. Can't uh, imagine why. Oh, 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 dear, oh, dear, Uncle John. Dear, oh, dear. We've just got to let one go home now, I think. Dear, oh, dear. It's too much excitement. It's too much excitement. Too much excitement. Dear, oh, dear. Listeners, you need to sit down. Sit down. I do the theme tune for the the year, but uh, I, I sort of said, "Oh, well, if you'd be up for doing a theme tune, uh, give him a slightly different challenge." Mm. Um, I, 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 if I'd have realised that he was going to do it and have it ready by the next day, I Blimey. would have probably asked him in November, and he could have been the theme tune for this year. But I told him in about January or February when I was at the start of the five hundreds, and 
and, and then he and I so I, I I couldn't get rid of the new theme already, but that does mean that I've got my theme for twenty twenty three all in the can. Wow, um, that's but, really uh, organised. And I've even sort of because I don't know what because I sort of changed the the um, the voices a little bit slow, slowly and slowly it, it evolves and things drop out and new things come on. And uh, you'll have to go on the theme music mix you or, or something. I'll have to I'll have to keep my ears open for something that you say that uh, I can take out of context. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. You quite like a big bang, don't you? 536 Five, three, six, 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 five, three